Hello and welcome to our first year of Mattress and Stories podcast. I'm your host, Molly Vassabertolucci. I'm a licensed therapist and a maternal mental health specialist. I'm a mother of two on a parenthood learning journey, just like you. On this podcast, I talk with moms about their first year of motherhood and all of the joys, challenges, and surprises that come along with it. We share a lot of information and resources here, but this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a mental health professional. I'm really excited to share this conversation with you. Thanks for being here with me. Hello. We have such a special guest on today's episode. My baby sister, Marcy, is going to join us to talk about her first year of motherhood. Her first baby just turned 13 months, so she is fresh off the first year and agreed to be interviewed for the podcast. I loved getting to talk with her about her first year of motherhood, and as she was sharing about some of the unexpected challenges and just some of her experiences, I had the incredible experience of both resonating with what she shared and remembering my own experience of being a first-time mother in the first year and just feeling such pride and happiness for my sister and getting to watch her transformative first year and be part of her support in that. So I love, love this episode, and I'm so thankful that Marcy came on to talk with us and to share about her first year. And with that big buildup, <laughs> let's get into it and hear my conversation with Marcy. Marcy, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your family? Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, my name is Marcy. I'm 31, and I live in Colorado Springs, Colorado. With my husband, Keith, our son, Merrick, who is 13 months old, and our two cats, Kendrick and Chance. My husband teaches and coaches high schoolers, and I currently work part-time from home as an administrative assistant for a financial advisor, but mostly I am home taking care of my son. What three words would you use to describe your first year of motherhood? Uh, Yes, my three words are emotional, transformative, and humbling. Mm, yeah humbling I that just like hits like that just like yep that's exactly what it is it is so humbling what was the model in your head of motherhood what did you think that your first year would be like yeah well I think my model of motherhood came mostly from seeing my three older sisters become moms I didn't have a lot of close friends that were moms um, prior to me. Um, So, yeah, my sisters, um, and they all just made it look so fun and effortless. And from my vantage point, I didn't really see their lives change drastically. Um, So I thought my first year would be kind of the same as my life up to that point, with less sleep and a baby in my arms everywhere I went. And how well did your reality match up with that expectation? Um, yeah, it didn't really match up at all. Uh, there was less sleep, so I was right about that part. But uh, everything about my life changed. And part of this is because my family ended up moving across the state when my son was only four weeks old. Um, but another piece was that almost immediately after my son was born, I knew that I did not want to return to full-time work outside the home. Mm. Um, So I ended up staying home 
full-time with my son, and my day-to-day looked very different from going to the office from eight to five, five days a week, and spending evenings and weekends hanging out with friends. Instead, I was home all day with my baby, usually alone when my husband was at work, and we lived in a new, very small community where we didn't know anyone, so our social life was non-existent. <laughs> um, so very different, and I think there's lots of different aspects to that, but it was nothing like I expected. Hmm. Yeah, it sounds like it sounds like all these changes ha- kind of happened at once, and you're like nothing stayed the same. Like everything in your life, kind of your world turned upside down in almost every way. Yeah, basically. And so when comparing, you know, my husband and I would talk about being parents is like a lot harder than we expected, you know, or we don't, we don't do anything fun anymore. And that's because we have a kid. I'm like, well, that could be because we have a kid, but it also could because we did all these other changes right at the same time. And so we couldn't, there's like no control, Mm. you know, when you do a, a test and there's like this control subject, we didn't have a control subject, everything changed. So, um, yeah, we were just figuring out as we went along. Um, but it, it was still super fun, fulfilling, but challenging and different than what I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. How did you feed your baby in the first year? Yeah, so we started off breastfeeding, um, and that was my goal was to exclusively breastfeed, and that ended up working well for us. We didn't have any big issues right away, um, so we continued that. Um, in the first four weeks, I did pump once or twice, and we did a bottle, kind of expecting that I would return to the office, and so we wanted to be prepared for that. Um, once I made the decision to not return to the office, I kind of stopped worrying about pumping uh, for probably five or six months until um, there were opportunities for me to get some time away from my son. Like a a girlfriend had a a birthday party. It was like a two day trip that I went on. And so I would pump, I pumped ahead of time to prepare for that or a date night out with my husband occasionally um, give the grandparents a bottle. So I did pump a little for those kind of situations and that ended up working for us as well. And then we uh, started solids at six months um, and kept breastfeeding. Um, solids took quite a while for us to, <laughs> to get down. My son really struggled with starting solids. He had little to no interest in food. Um, he lost a lot of weight when we started solids. Um, so I ended up increasing our breastfeeding sessions to make sure he was still gaining weight. And, um, Eventually, we did figure out solids. We kind of started with a baby-led weaning approach and switched to more of a combo feeding with purees as well. Um, And it just took a lot of patience and a lot of cleaning up food, but we figured it out, and now he's a a pretty good eater. That Thanks for bringing up introducing solids. I think we kind of forget about that because we talk about, you know, did you breastfeed? Did you nurse? Did you pump? Did you use formula? But yeah, in that first year, you're introducing solids and kind of setting the stage for your child's relationship with food. And I had also forgotten about that piece of the first year, how kind of time consuming. And like, I remember really like researching and it sounds like you too, like, is uh, baby led weaning the best thing for us? Is purees the best thing for us? Like, that was a whole... um, big, a major decision that I kind of forgot about. And it sounds like you faced some challenges there and 
I imagine it was probably pretty scary having your son drop weight. What was that like for you? Yeah. Um, it was, un- well, first off, it was just so unexpected. My son put everything in his mouth from day one. He just loved to put things in his mouth, toys, his hands, everything he picked up. So we thought we'd put food in front of him. He'd put it in his mouth and I was not prepared for the amount of resistance that we faced when I tried to give him real food. Um, and then when he, uh, he actually started crawling right around five months, six months, he got his first big sickness. He got um, a cold and an ear infection at the same time. And then we started solids. And so those three things caused his weight to decrease, um, which ended up our pediatrician that we ended up with said that's pretty normal to be expected. It's all very reasonable for the situation. But at first, a different pediatrician we were seeing really made me feel panicked about it. They said, oh, there's no need to worry, but we're going to have you come back in every week for weight checks and we're going to send you to a nutritionist and we're going to take blood samples and all these things that I was like, well, if it's nothing to worry about, why are we kind of jumping to like weekly appointments in the extreme? And then I also had a nurse just with some bad bedside manners that said, oh, well, we just want to make sure you're not doing anything wrong. And I was like, okay, okay, (laughs) that does not make me feel good. Um, So it was, yeah, there was a little bit of, yeah, just comparison when I would see other babies eating and like a fear or shame that I was doing something wrong. But logically, I kept telling myself, this is normal. He's, this is his situation. It's unique to him. And it makes sense that he lost weight. And, um, at nine months, I think, yes, at our nine month appointment, he was back on his growth cur- growth curve. And then at his 12 month appointment, he had the highest, he was the highest percentile for weight he'd ever been. So we got through it, but it was, yeah, it was a challenge and it made me question a lot of things as I was going through it. Um, I had a lot of good support though. And people are close to me reminding me that it's normal and that I'm doing everything right. So, yeah, totally. When, whenever like big challenges like that come up, it's so easy to take on the responsibility and take on, like that becomes the thing in your life, right? It's like, okay, I have to figure this out. I have to make sure. And and it can be like kind of consuming. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So at first I think with feeding solids, I was worried about just getting variety and like exposure to all these different things. And then suddenly I was hyper fixated on just like him gaining weight and just like consumption and amount. Um, so that was also kind of a struggle because I ended up only feeding him the foods I knew he would eat. Mm-hmm. And then later on, we got to the point where he's a little bit particular and picky um, because I didn't expose a lot of things. So it's just like, I don't care what he eats as long as he's eating. So, um, yeah, it's just like wild how, how, yeah, one little thing can, you can really focus on it and it can just kind of overtake everything else that's going on. Totally. Right. And it makes sense. Like, you're like, this is a threat to my baby. Like this is, this feels like a very real threat. Like it feels like this is the biggest thing in the world. And so, of course, you're like, I'm going to do everything I can to fix this. Like, I'm going to figure mm-hmm. this out and we're going to get through it, which you did. But it can take it can take on a lot of um, big emotions and, and just like pressure. 
as well. Mm-hmm. I really experienced that with sleep with my first. What was sleep like for you in the first year? Yeah, man, sleep was also a challenge early on. Um, yeah, I think very quickly into my son's life, he just wasn't like sleep wasn't something he that came naturally to him. And looking back, of like, of course it didn't. I, I think I had all these expectations that like he would just sleep, he would just figure it out, but it was all, it's all new. And so I think looking back it, it did, it doesn't seem as hard as it did in the moment, but he was just never, he never got really long stretches at night. Um, yeah, up a lot in the night feeding a lot. Um, and then especially once we hit like three months, he just, really started to struggle, just would not sleep, um, unless he was in our arms. And so we spent quite a few (laughs) months, I think two or three months, um, both me and my husband just up at night with him, um, really frustrated, really like not understanding what was going on. Um, yeah, lots of sleepless nights, um, it didn't ever really get better on its own. So at five months we did a sleep training program and that it's amazing to me how quickly that turned things around for us. Mm-hmm. Um, within about two weeks to a month, just he went from never having slept a whole night in his life to consistently sleeping a whole night every night and basically haven't had any issues since then. So sleep training really worked for us and our son took to it really well. Um, I feel like I could not continue on (laughs) the way we were living before sleep training. So it was probably the best thing we did for my mental health during the first year was was doing some sleep training and getting a full night's sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What challenges did you face that you didn't anticipate in this first year? Yeah, I think the biggest unexpected one was starting solids. Like I said, I, mm-hmm. I was just so sure that he would love food. Um, so that was the biggest challenge um, that was unexpected. And I don't think we had too many other big unexpected challenges. I think there was some unexpected things like how, um, once we did get him on a sleep schedule, how unflexible he became and we became about that. Um, which came first? I don't really know. I think it was us being unflexible. Then he was like, now I'm really set in this. And so now I'm not flexible, but we, that was kind of a challenge is how much we were tied to his nap schedule during the day and how much we're like, nope, we can't do this. I never expected me to be that type of person. It's like, sorry, it's my baby's nap time. I can't, I can't go. But that is exactly who I was. That was unexpected. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, if you go from not sleeping at all to following a schedule and then you're sleeping, you're like, I'm not going to change anything. Like, I'm going to (laughs) sleep. Yeah. I was like, there's nothing more important to me than my sleep. And it's directly tied to his sleep. So this, this is important to me. It became a really high value. Yeah. Okay. Quick break here because I want to tell you about Love Every's Play Kit subscription. As Marcy was talking about, there are so many choices that you make in that first year as a parent. Am I going to breastfeed? Am I going to feed formula? 
am I going to introduce purees first or do baby-led weaning? Is the baby going to stay in my room or their own room? There's just so, so many choices, and they're big decisions. And I found myself really getting in the weeds a lot with researching the best thing to do. I mean, you know, down to the minute of how much tummy time my baby should be getting every day. So you want to do everything just perfectly right. And one thing that I did early on that I'm just so pleased with was subscribe to Love Every's play kits. So the play kits are made up of toys that are developmentally appropriate for your child at that age. It's a box full of toys that your child is going to love and that's going to build brand new neural connections. Yes, please. (laughs) And you don't have to research any of it because it's so already researched and evidence-based. So we did this very early on with my first, and I just never had to worry about getting toys for her that she would love or that were good for her because every two to three months, I was getting this box full of toys that she was just obsessed with and that I knew were good for her brain and helping her develop. So we start, So we signed up for this when she was like two months old, and she, we're still getting toys now that she's over three through Love Every, and she still loves them. Also included in the box is a guide on how to use the toys and play with your child to build connection because that's the really important part of brain development, the connection piece. All that to say, I'm a big fan, I'm a big believer, and I'm going to put a link in the show notes for Love Every's Play Kits. All right, back to my conversation with Marcy. So you talked about pretty quickly realizing after your son was born that you did not want to go back to full-time paid work. Can you tell me a little bit more about that and that decision for your family and what that looked like? Yeah. One piece of it was just my lack of desire. Like I was really passionate about my job before I had my son. I worked up until the day before he was born in the office. (laughs) I went into work and I was passionate about what I was doing. I felt like I was in a role where I was really serving and helping others. Um, But as soon as he was born, I like could not, like I could not think about my job. I just could not care about it. Um, And I actually did end up going back to my original job that I had before my son was born, but remotely for about two and a half months. He was three months old. Um, I went back remote and I did have reduced hours. I was not working full time, but I still really struggled to um, find a good balance between caring for him and caring for um, my team, the people I was working with, my job. So um, yeah, I would be like trying to get my son to take a nap and I'd have emails coming in on my phone or my watch. And I just, I was furious. I was like, why? Like what else could be important right now? What else could be more important than my son? You know? And so I really just mentally struggled with with the care and the desire and the passion that I had before. So that was part of it. The other part was just a childcare aspect. Um, Before he was born, we had some temporary childcare lined up and it kind of fell through right as soon as he was born, which kind of led to the decision to move across the state and be closer to family. And then our family was really helpful in, um, 
in offering to help out and watch my son, but there's also just only so much a family can do and provide when, when thinking about going back to work full time, having family help in step in to help here or there isn't really a viable long-term option. They have lives, they have commitments, they have other things coming up. So it was either find childcare, which I really wasn't super excited about and didn't really want to put in all the energy to look into options and research, all that, when I didn't feel super passionate about returning to work. So it kind of was a lot of different pieces coming together. I didn't really want to be away from him and I didn't want to even put in the effort to see what options I had to be away from him. So I ended up um, doing about, like I said, two or three months of remote work before I, and at that point he was about to turn six months old. I wanted to start solids. We already talked about how time consuming that was. I was like putting it off. I was like, I need to have my full day cleared, no meetings or anything on the calendar. Cause I'm going to have to spend a lot of time preparing food, cleaning up food, all this stuff. Um, so yeah, I, in December, I think, or January, early January, I stopped working and was able to fully focus on him. And that's when we started solids and I felt, yeah, just like, I enjoyed being home with him. I loved seeing every milestone, being there for every nap, (laughs) making sure he went to sleep, all those things, um, playing with him, going on walks with him. Yeah. So it really was, yeah, I think the right decision for us. And I still really enjoy being home with him. Uh, And then I, yeah. And then I did pick up a little part-time fully remote work just to kind of stay active and involved in the world outside of parenting and then also just financially for our family to have some additional income and I only work during nap times it's super flexible so that's been a really good fit as well just finding something that um, keeps me active and engaged my brain in a different way than motherhood does but is flexible and puts my family first. Yeah, totally. I We've talked about on this podcast before and I've talked about with clients, like finding ambition and work that fits for your family versus trying to fit your family into like the gaps of your work or your ambition. And it does, it shifts. So it sounds like it was a total journey for you to find like the perfect fit for your family and it's changed over time and it's still evolving. Yeah. Yeah. How did your relationship with your partner change and evolve in that first year? Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, we, I think became really a lot better at communicating, which we kind of thought maybe we had down before we had kids, but we really didn't. Um, so our communication became something that at first, you know, we really struggled with because it wasn't good enough. Um, and we learned how to communicate, especially in times of stress, Mm. anxiety, panic, because just, yeah, things with a baby would feel sudden and like, we have to figure this out right now. We have no time to like, think about it and process it. My husband is a very, um, verbal external processor and it takes him quite a while to get to the point where he's processed something fully. And so that was, I became really impatient with that. And so that we had to work through that, how to um, communicate and be on the same page. Um, 
it took us quite a while to figure out kind of a schedule for to like spend time together and we had friends tell us like we had to schedule a date night where we were not allowed to talk about our son and we're like oh that's that's not going to be a problem for us and then it was like constantly we were only talking about our son everything he's done and everything about him so figuring out how to yeah have connection that was based on something other than our child and what was or wasn't going on with him at that point um but yeah communication really improved and yeah just seeing him my husband step in and really take charge of certain aspects of parenting that will kind of traditionally fall on the mother I think that was really cool to see after he I've explained like, oh, I feel like I'm carrying so much of the responsibility for this. I have to do the thinking through of like, what are we going to feed him? When are we going to do this? Oh, I know that he needs to go to sleep by this time. So we have to be home by this time. All these like scheduling things. He really heard me when I expressed like the weight of that. And he jumped in and started carrying a little bit more of that mental load. So that's been really cool to see. I've just gained a lot of appreciation for my husband seeing him as a parent and parenting with him. So that's been a really, yeah, wonderful piece of becoming a mom. So the idea of how you guys spent time together and communicated shifted, how did the idea of self-care shift for you in that first year? Yeah, um, I am kind of an introvert who loves quality time with small groups of people. When I said our social lives, like, were non-existent since we moved to a new community where we didn't know anyone, that, I think, was really challenging for me. I was getting a lot of alone time, a lot of alone time with a baby who didn't speak. So I (laughs) was just craving, like, adult interaction. Um... So before, I think before I had a son, my self-care looked like, oh, I want to go to a movie by myself. I want to take a long bath and read a book. And I still do enjoy some of those things. Um, But more than anything, I was like, I just want to like talk to a friend on the phone. I want to like go and hang out with a group of moms. I want to have connection with someone other than my husband. No offense, but like it was just me and him. Like I was like, I love you. You're great. You are enough, but not really. Um, (laughs) Like you are. Yeah. I like you. I like talking to you that. Yeah. So I found a mom's group through my church that was meeting um, every week. So once every other week they would do like a morning get together with children there and then the opposite weeks they would have an evening get together where children usually weren't there and I found a lot of value in going to the evening groups where there was you know it was child-free time to connect with other people other moms especially that was so helpful just to have people who were in the same life stage as me so my husband um would take dinner bath bedtime um take that on every other week once a week and I would go to mom's group and socialize with moms and that was kind of the biggest form of self-care um during my first year that just yeah was so amazing that I found and was able to make that work 
Yeah, there is something so special about being with other moms who are in it with you, who get it. Like that kind of support and camaraderie is is so, so powerful. Is there a moment or a period of time looking back on this first year that stands out to you? Yeah, so it was, I think when my son was around seven months old, he did this thing and it's really small and I'm sure that um, it will happen again. It just isn't right now. (laughs) But before I put him down for his naps, he would give me the sweetest snuggles and cuddles. And I just, I remember I took a few videos, a few pictures during that time because I was like, this is one of those moments that may not last that long or, you know, maybe this will become a new norm for us, but I loved it so much that it was like the sweetest thing to have him initiating a cuddle with me. Um, And I was right. It did not last very long. I think by the time he was nine months, he stopped. He went through a big, like, dad holds me before bed. Dad puts me in the crib phase. And even now he's, he's just very active and mobile and he doesn't sit still to cuddle very often. So I still look back and treasure those times and I'm anticipating more sweet snuggles in our lifetime together. But for now, um, I am just, yeah that I look back at that time and, and really treasure it. Yeah. So sweet. (laughs) Yeah. What makes you feel proud about your first year as a mother? Yeah. I think mostly I'm just proud to have made it through. Uh, (laughs) It was really hard. It was like really hard. And I look back on years before I was a parent and having friends or family have kids. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I was such a bad friend to those new moms. I learned, yeah, just so much by experiencing it um, myself. And so now I'd like to say like, I'm proud of how aware I am about how hard it is and how I've had a lot of friends since I have their first babies. And I've tried to reach out and tried to be more of a support to those new moms. So I'd like to say I'm proud of of how far I've come in that aspect of of being a support to other people. But I'm also just proud that um, that my son and I have a good bond. That um, when I feel like I make mistakes or don't do my best, that I'm able to like, even though he's little, to come back to him. And to repair that and to be like, mommy was really frustrated because you were throwing food on the ground. Like, I love you. You're a good baby, no matter if you throw food or not. I'm proud of how I'm able to overcome some of these things that at one point to me felt really, really hard and unable to conquer. I felt unable to conquer those. And now I feel like I can come back and say, okay, I've grown in this. I've grown in my patience. I've grown in my ability to not be so controlling over situations. So I think there's a lot I'm proud of, but mostly just that we're through the first year. Um, and that hopefully I'll just keep continuing to learn and grow in motherhood as we face a lot of other first and new things that are ahead. I am tearing up because I'm so proud of you and so um, honored to get to see 
your growth as a mother and as a person. Um, I'm so proud of you. Tell me about your son's first birthday. Yeah, it was actually only a month ago, which is crazy. Like this feels like, <laughs> it feels like it was forever ago. It was a month ago. Um, yeah, so my son turned one and on his actual birthday, we just did, me and my husband were home um, and we just did some balloons for him when he woke up in his room and just spent time together. We did kind of our normal daily routine. We didn't do anything crazy, um, special, but just, yeah, we spent the day with him. We had some family come into town. Um, and then that weekend, that whole weekend, really, we just got to celebrate with friends and family. Um, we had his child dedication at our church, um, in the morning. And that was a really, really special time, something that we had talked about even before when I was pregnant, we talked about when we do his dedication and, and anticipating that special day. And then later that afternoon, we had his birthday party, which was a little boy blue theme because he loves blueberries. We lived in a small community. So um, I was like, it's kind of a farm theme. And he did, he did really he is really into farm animals. So we had just a little farm birthday party theme. We actually had quite a few of our friends and family show up. It was amazing to me how many people came to celebrate him. Um, yeah, I just felt blown away with all these people that love our son and love us and was supported, um, supported us that day. It was, um, yeah, it was super fun. We had him dressed in cute little blue overalls. Uh, he had no interest in his birthday cake, which <laughs> does not surprise me. Even to, <laughs> even today, like we tried to give him ice cream this week. We're like, ice cream is really good. And he was like, ew, it's cold. I don't want it. We're like, all the good things in life, you don't even want to try. But um, he, yeah, he... It's kind of a sensitive baby in the sense he gets overwhelmed by too much stimulation, but he just had the time of his life at his birthday party, even though there was tons of people at our house. Um, so yeah, it was just super fun and special. I think I wouldn't change a thing about the day that we got to spend celebrating him. Yeah, really special. What delights you about Merrick right now? Uh, yeah, right now so much. He is... So she's just so happy. Um, he loves animals. He loves. We have, like I said, we have two cats. He just anytime they come around, he squeals. He'll run after them. Often he doesn't get to pet them because they don't like that. But sometimes, uh, one of our cats will let him, and he just full on tackles, buries his face into our cat, and just like is in heaven. And he does similar things with his stuffed animals. He just like, he'll just hug all of his stuffed animals and just make the happiest noises. Um, when he sees a dog, when we're walking, he's just squealing and kicking his legs in joy. So I've just seen how much he loves animals and that just is so sweet to me. Um, and he is really starting to understand the words I'm saying. I'll tell him, a, I'll tell him, look in your bib for some food and he'll open his bib pocket and grab the food out or I'll tell him come grab 
your train and he'll come get his train or come get your car. He'll come grab his car. So it's just such a delight to be able to communicate with him a little bit more and see him understand. Um, It's just been so, so special to see him grow and develop. And at the stage we're at right now, I'm just full of awe at like all that he can do and all that he understands. And yeah, everything he does amazes me. I'm sure it's like all the parents are this obsessed with their kids and he's just doing very normal developmental things. But I'm like, you are a genius. You're the smartest baby. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And normal development at this age is so amazing. Like it is yeah. just like miraculous. You're like a year ago, like you couldn't do anything. Like you couldn't even hold your own head up. And now like you understand what I'm saying. And there's this connection of, like the back and forth interactions and figuring out the world. And it is like, it is genius. Like it's so amazing to watch and to get to see that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) What words of encouragement or wisdom do you have for moms who are in it right now? Yeah, I would say the biggest thing that helped me is understanding and, and reminding myself that it's just a season that the it will change. And that's with both good things and bad things. Like the things you love about your baby right now, they won't be there forever. And so in, indulge in them, delight in them, take notice of them, savor them. And then also the things that are really challenging, that are really um, frustrating you or making you anxious, that's also not going to last. Like that will pass. And so that is just something I, I say to my new mom friends, like it's it's not going to be this way forever, both good and bad. Like it will pass. It will change. If it's bad, like you will get through this. If it's good, like enjoy it. Enjoy it right now. Mm, yeah. yeah. So you talked about some of the relationships and the activities you did that were supportive for you in the first year. Are there other resources that were helpful to you that you'd want to share? Yeah, um, I think one of, and it's pretty well known, but we did the Taking Care of Babies sleep training course. I would recommend that to anyone who is interested in doing sleep training. Um, That was really helpful for us. Like I said, Merrick really responded well to it. So it's worth trying if that's something you're interested in. Um, I I want to be a resource for anyone who I know personally. So if you know me, like I'm always here for you. Um, please text me, call me. Uh, like I'm willing to talk. I'm willing to listen. I want to support you. I'd love to be a resource for you. But also if I don't know you, I would just encourage you to find a group of moms or maybe one or two other moms that you can depend on. I think that's so helpful. Moms, like moms get it moms know like you don't even have to be like a professional or have a ton of experience under your belt just someone else who understands what what it's like and I'd say reach out to them and really rely on the other moms in your life yeah I'm just gonna like echo that and underline that because I am a perinatal mental health professional expert and I that is the first thing I did when my my second was born is seek out that kind of peer support because Mm -hmm. it is so special. Like there's when I was on maternity leave with my youngest, just those Thursday mornings where I went to mom group was so 
so sacred to me. Mm-hmm. Just being able to sit with other moms, eat, talk, like just be with people who were in the same same place I was was just really, really powerful. Where can people find you to connect? Yeah, I'm really only active on Instagram. My username is Marcella Ruth. So you can reach out to me. I'm private. So either send me a message or request to follow me and I'd love to connect. Thanks so much for coming on and sharing your story and sharing about how emotional and transformative and humbling this whole (laughs) journey was. And I really see that transformation and really see like the growth in you as you've shared your story, but also as your sister and as someone who loves you and your family. This is a really special time to get to hear about what this first year has been like for you. And I'm so, so proud of you and so excited to watch your motherhood journey just continue to transform you and to humble you. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Yeah, it's been so cool to be able to share. Thanks for having me. And thanks for, yeah, just the thought-provoking questions and all the support, especially you've given me over the first year. I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. And if you did, you might want to subscribe to the podcast so you could be the first to know when new episodes air. Be sure to check out the show notes for any links, resources, or information that we mentioned in this episode. Thank you for listening.